Here at the Mothball Prophecies, we take the spooky season seriously. Perhaps too seriously. To some people, Halloween is a once a year, get dressed up and take candy from strangers kind of holiday. But for us, Halloween is life. Halloween is something you live and breathe. The ghosties and ghoulies come out to play all October long. So to spread the good word of our blessed holiday, we've made available some All Hallows Eve Mothball merch. Come celebrate with us in our tea public store, The Mothball Prophecies. Find the link to that and so much more in our Instagram bio, or shop with us on themothballprophecies.com. Happy Halloween. You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. Today on the Mothball Prophecies, we have not one... But two very special guests. I first met Emily when I was in a play in a local theater and fell head over heels in love with her sense of humor. And then I had the privilege of meeting her mother and her grandmother. And these three women are what they're powerhouses, they're feminists, they're teachers. They are some of the greatest people you can meet in this life. And we can't wait to share their stories with all of you because they are truly, truly special people. Oh, truly special. Jeez. Thank you. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's my goal to make everybody go, what the fuck? Every time. The every time everybody looks at me and then her and like, what do I do? <laughs> oh, but I do, gosh. you know, I try to say, to convey to the people listening how special you, the guests we have on today, because the guests we try to have on the show are, we don't want celebrities, really. We, we like the local celebrities and the local people that make differences. And your family has been in this area for how long, Kim? So I am fourth generation, fourth, fifth generation on my mother's side and fifth, sixth generation on my father's side. So like my great-great-grandfather... Great-grandfather, grandfather, father, me, on... Oh, I missed one That's great... Okay, they won't know. <laughs> They're not going to come back and go, what the fuck, Kim? You forgot <laughs> me. I, I, I am still important, <laughs> too. Okay. You know, so the Stanger side, you know, came with uh, a group of LDS. They were with the Mormon settlers. Yes, and my mother's side... Um, came, um, my great grandfather actually came from Pennsylvania and, um, he was, he worked with Wild Horse Kate. In fact, they're going to be doing a PBS special on, on her. And she was a remarkable woman. She lived over in on the Hawaii. Is this the woman you were telling me? The widow woman you were telling me about? No, no not that's, that woman. Okay. That's on my mother's father's side. Okay, we'll circle back to her. So, 
So uh, great-grandpa Elliot came out as a young man, and and uh, this woman, she actually supplied the Army with most of their horses. Um, there were estimates of, like, Chan, like, megahertz, 30,000 head. And, and so after he had worked for her a while, um, she had, she had um, quite a few different brands registered. So one of the brands was an 11 on the jaw. So they would actually brand the horse's jaw with a, with an, you know, a one and a one. And he bought that whole brand from her. He had saved enough money, and I'm not sure how many horses he actually ended up with, but he took them all back to the Midwest, sold them, and that's how he got bought his first farm. Holy cow! And started wow. farming. And it was so. Is both sides of your family, mother and father side, horse people? Yes. Yeah. Horses. Horses are so interwoven in our heritage; it's almost frightening. So, the the widow Marler. Um, she actually uh, came with a. I'm not sure which group of of uh, LDS, but they had a plantation in Mississippi. This was before the Civil War. Wow! And they were. She and her husband were converted. And a, a long story short, um, they, her husband, and several of her children before they made it to Saint. Uh, Lewis, Missouri, mm-hmm. to join up with everybody. They passed away, and she and um, I think two two of her children, actually, her husband supposedly said, you need to go back to Mississippi, and she said, nope, I'm going to Utah, or, well, which wasn't Utah wasn't then. Utah and, um, but um, she actually was like a horse trader. The curious thing about her, they called her the widow Marler. And the curious thing about her is that here she is in Utah. She actually kind of settled in the Ogden area. And then her children basically migrated up this way, but she never remarried, which I think for that time in history that she didn't get remarried well, was, and she's kind of in the promised land of marriages. Yeah, yes. For those of you that don't know a lot about the LDS religion, marriage is kind of a big deal. Yes. Some yes. would say the biggest. Well, and there were a lot of there was a lot of uh multiple marriages yeah. going on at that time because there were more women than men. Well, and she would have been a hot ticket. I mean, she she's would, a horse trader. And supposedly uh Brigham Young borrowed money from her. Oh shit! Whoa! <laughs> Supposedly, stop the horses. Yeah. Swing right. around. Right. So, swing it. Hold up. Right back. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing because there he is. Um, how do you say this gingerly? Surrounded by a lot of lore. Some being it the lot theologically uh, defended, and some being spun up. You know, as a, a tale that's passed on. And, you know, your family's on the opposite side of where my family was when they settled the area. 
you know, because mm-hmm. you're new Sweden area. Yeah. yeah. And the Swedish settlement and the LDS settlements never intermixed. And at the time, you know, and I don't know a lot about this and I may speak a little bit out of turn, but we'll cover it in the curio corner. At the time, it was because LDS settlers were taught to basically like stay close. There's dangerous things out there. You're going to come across dangerous stuff. Stay in your tight knit community. And when your family came over here, did they come here with homesteading stuff or did they come here because of the church? Like how did, cause I know they have yes. ranches, right? Yes. So the, the Stanger clan was actually, uh, you know, you know, we're given direction to actually go to American falls and, um, and then two brothers split and one brother came up here uh, and settled in the Iona area. Okay. And um, and my grandfather was the ninth out of ten children, and he married. Funny story. Um, my grandmother was the school teacher at Bowen, Idaho. When they had a schoolhouse, wow. and because he was low man, you know, closest to the youngest, his older siblings. He had an uncle who was in her elementary class, even though he was in his 20s, he had an uncle who was probably about 10. So he conned his uncle and somebody else into getting into a fight. So um, she would come out and stop the fight and he could get to know her. And so that's how they met, you know, and uh, she's interesting. She, uh, her, her kin came on with one of the Mormon treks oh, and okay. she had this funny little round table and you can see on the bottom where it had little legs and it was painted kind of a chartreuse screen and I always loved it. And when she moved out of her house, she actually gave it to me and at that time told me that they had packed that in a handcart. Wow. And it, you know, it's not huge, but it's solid. Was it the one that was in here before this table? No, it's in, no, it's oh, okay. in storage. And, and, uh, I stripped it. Oh, took wow. a, I took off the chartreuse screen <laughs> paint. That might've been a mistake. It, it might've been. Well, it could have had great. lead. No, yeah. yeah. Well, it probably did. And yeah, I'm losing my brain cells. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, but on the other side, you know, we're definitely, we're, we were Quakers and Baptists and Presbyterians. So I, I have two fighting genes in me all the time. You so know? you're basically the Heinz 57 of religions I, in I your am. family. I am. And yeah. when, when I came into the picture and met you guys, I met Emily mm-hmm. and then I met you and then I met Edith. We were our own personal gray gardens. I'm so glad you said that because it's true. Like you guys were, well, Edith was like not to be messed with. She didn't give a shit. And you knew it from the moment you met her. It's a shame you couldn't have met her because she, she would tell you where the bear shit. She had no trouble. And she was one of the most successful horsewomen in this region for her day. My father and mother were, yeah. At one time they had the largest herd of Appaloosas in the world, you know? And, you know, my dad had around, you know, anywhere between two to three hundred and sold them. They were very successful and very intricately in- 
integrated in the horse industry. Wow. You know, they started, they were foundation members of the Idaho Horse Council, wow. which is a legislative arm for the horse industry in Idaho. And they were the model. Idaho, the Idaho Horse Council is the model for so many horse councils that follow. And my dad served on the American Horse Council, which is the lobbying arm of the horse industry, you know, like for killers and trails and like when I say killers, like slaughterhouse uh-huh. horses and um, range management and, uh, you to know. To make sure everything's done on a proper scale. Yeah, the horse industry, you know, it, it generates huge, it's a huge business. Sure. Yeah, so, so. Once again, horses truly are woven, you know. Strong women and horses. Yeah. Emily showed. Right. Emily mm-hmm. showed. And, you know, at one time, you know, my mom and dad and I, we all trucked off to horse shows and they'd beat my ass and it pissed me off so bad, you know. Well, and it. We so, all ride in the same class. I didn't think that was fair. Did you grow up on a ranch? No. When because, did the horse stuff stop? Um, I was trying to connect the dots of when Edith came off of that ranch and listening from stories that you've told me about your childhood. They had a, they were living out uh, just west of Ryrie up on the foothills, Uh up up on the foothill. Yeah. And um, that had been my, um, my grandfather, Marler. um, So my grandmother's father, he had eight girls, and he made he them each about that. homestead. You so, can see his pictures. <laughs> so we have a picture. So like, he he made them he made them homestead. He made them. He had they. My brother just told me recently he had a little kind of sod sh- hut shed cabin on runners, and so he would you know have pull it out with workhorses, plop it down, and the girls would live on it to claim that ground. And um, I know, and so my grandmother taught school at the Country Store Boutique. That was one of her schools that she taught. And Mel owns that. are tied to everything in this damn town. (laughs) So she... They they told a story about how uh, she was living out in her little shanty and and headed for school and went by a couple of sheep herders who were made lewd remarks and Assholes. so the next day sheep never fucking changed she she put her rifle in her scabber and stopped and shot over their heads but. And then no. the dad was like, thank God they learned something from me. <laughs> he did. He is. He's a little sprightly looking man yeah. who looks like he would be blown over in the wind or by one stiff word from one of the women surrounding him. And yet he raised an entire family. In a herd of women. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Literally a herd. Which, okay, now I get the strong feminine influence because it apparently just goes yeah. back. No, there's no yeah. escaping it. His wife, great, <laughs> great grandma. Uh, Carrie Leah, uh, they'd been married more than 50 years and she didn't like one of the hired men. And she said, JR, that guy's got to go. And he said, no goddamn woman was going to tell him what to do. 
she packed her bags and the hired man left. So that was the end of that. Was this the one that went down to Los Angeles? No, that was Aunt Lies. She hit the glory trail with, a, you know, Amy. Uh, yeah. I told you, Jill. Yeah. Jill's laughing. And, when I was explaining uh, was, the Kwamis to her, I said, you're, they're incredible. You're not going to believe the stories they have. I know. <laughs> like, every time, I'm like, what? <laughs> you, poor Aunt Lies. Uh, she went down with her husband and Ezra. Ezra actually was the Secretary of Education for Idaho for a while, and Aunt Lies got down there, and the husband ran off with the organist. And so my grandmother loaded my mom, who was about six, in a Model A, and drove from Idaho across. Can you imagine going across Nevada? Filled with piss and vinegar. So fucking mad about it. Oh, my God. You can just see her gripping it. She went down to get Aunt Lies and Ezra and get them home. And uh, Edith said, right in the middle of Nevada, we had to stop. And Ezra had to walk over to look at the damn telephone poles. And I was hotter than hell, six-year-old, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear her. I can hear the disdain in Edith's yeah. voice. Yeah. That she was... would have told this story. <laughs> yeah. That son of a bitch. Yeah. I had to see that. Had to walk damn. clear over there and it was so damn hot. Who did she go on the glory trail with? Hold uh, on a minute. We're going to wait. Whoa. Oh, oh, whoa. Sorry. It's called the glory trail. <laughs> wait yeah, a minute. You know, you know uh, Amy yeah. Mc, uh, Amy. Anybody else's mind yes. in the gutter right now? You know, glory she, trail. Okay. She would wear a white nurse's uniform, and she at one time had the largest uh, religious following in the L.A. area. And she's very mysterious. She disappeared for uh, a couple of weeks, and it was sort of like the Agatha Christie disappearance. She was out looking at the telephone poles. No, they found her. She showed up in Mexico, and... She's doing ayahuasca or if what? You've been, <laughs> what she doing? If you've been watching Penny Dreadful, uh, L.A., or uh, the new Perry Mason uh-huh. on, they have uh, Amy McPherson Semple. What Semple. I got, I've got her name. And, uh, yeah, they've got her. That's the character, the revival queen. That they've, they've modeled it off of her. And, uh, yeah, she, she herself is... She's a character. Interesting lady. Anyway, Aunt Lies and All her of husband. these women have been interesting ladies. <laughs> yeah. She's one to look up, though. And, and you know, Agatha disappeared for about a week. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Like, where that the hell was a did she go? Deal. I want to read her next book. You know, they said that she actually probably ended up kind of at a spa, just kind of had a little mental make. It's the, it was the it's what social media breaks are now. Can we start exactly. calling it? I'm doing an Agatha Christie. Yes. Can we just be like, sorry, guys, I'm Agatha Christie. Please don't message me. (laughs) But if somebody, if a celebrity dies, please send me like a letter. BTW, I need a map of all these. Like, Like, wait a minute. We're going to turn into who went to the glory and who went to the. I'll get a pen with some yarn. Okay, great aunt lies. One of the the eight girls. So So it's no wonder Edith had. Oh, strong women. Sass. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. My grandmother didn't get married till she was 33. And that was way back when, you know? She was considered an old maid. She sure was. I'm following in her footsteps. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's normal. Now you're 
you have, you're you got to get to at least 40 before yeah. you consider it. I know. Kim, growing up, Kim was would always say, you can't date till you're 40 or you have to be a nun. So I think that's real. Of everything I, that's really stuck with me. Bullshit. <laughs> well, oh, the nun I'm a deal. teacher. The nun would have been right. a good thing for you, if, though. Pretty if, sure the kids won't hear this. If God, they're no. listening, you don't know her. No, I didn't. No, she didn't. You don't know her. <laughs> Turn your cheeks. Get Hey, you're supposed to have your social media alarm on. Get the fuck off of social media and go to bed, mm-hmm. Joseph. <laughs> and Tabitha. Is there well, Tabitha yeah. still? Joseph. Joseph, get off the phone. So you've always had this strong, I mean... Uh, feminine dialogue in your life and then you were raised with your mother as a single mother mm-hmm. and then you lived with your mom and Edith what did that look like as a child like what was the dynamic of the household growing up <laughs> don't say Kim's right don't look at her Just I know look at me. I know <laughs> because my mom was a single mother mm-hmm. too yeah, so yeah. I I mean it wasn't always great I, but I mean what else do you do I was a single mom I was as I was expected to be an adult mm. in in a very non you need to grow up quick and assume responsibility but I was I was certainly encouraged to have adult conversations and um I had no idea what a video game console mm-hmm. was and Edith being an avid reader I mean that was that was definitely Emily have you read today Emily have you read today have you checked out the newspaper the news and it, Kim and Edith, we had conversations ab- about what was happening in the world, and 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 we had dinner every yeah. night so at how, the table. Every night. How long did Edith live with you? This oh. wasn't an end of life thing. No, Edith. Oh. Uh, we I moved in with Edith when Emily was seven. Yeah. So when I say Grey Gardens, oh shit! I well, you know, because I came into the picture when Edith was aging. Yes, and it was hard for her to come in to, for yes. an appointment, and so I just thought it was like your typical mom's yeah. old. No, 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 no. So, e- techni- I really, I really considered Edith a second mother for sure because she was in her sixties when when we moved in, yeah. and so she she would take you me know. to school and out to the barn. I I mean, she was a second mother. She, you know, she's Bonneville County's only woman county commissioner ever. Mm-hmm. So when you go up to the courthouse, you look at all, this whole wall of men, and there's Edith mm-hmm. looking <laughs> right back at you, yeah. and a Democrat to oh, boot. Shit. So oh. yeah, yeah, mm. wow, yeah. For those of you that are just tuning into what Idaho <laughs> is, it is not a democratic state. No, good lord, no, no. Jesus. Holy ghost. You know, and it was at at the time I in some ways I feel guilty about it, but at the time elementary school and the beginning of middle school, I was almost embarrassed just because she was so she was so strong and she was not the grandma sitting in the rocking chair knitting and and baking cookies. Mm-hmm. And I remember she came and spoke to my 6th grade class about oh. Australia. We were studying Australia and some uh, student said, I want to know all about the koala bears. They're my favorite animal. And she said, oh my God, they're ugly. <laughs> and they smell like she crushed this child's dream. She's and like, I, 
Wake the fuck up, child. <laughs> I, I do that to my children now, so they're just, fine. Well, you know, everybody needs a good healthy dose of real life. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> grandfather was that way. Uh-huh. And so now looking back on it, my God, I am so grateful that she was the woman she was and that she shaped my mom and they both in turn have shaped me to think independently I can be on my own. Mm. I can do what I need to do. And it's fine. And well, none of you are assholes. So, oh, you know, I think you. women. Thank you. That's, that's, a, thank that's you. the best big, compliment. Big saving my insults for the well, curio corner. I'm sure there are people out there, though, that think we might be. <laughs> I got all these I mean, compliments. You can do. Yeah. Can I hire you for my eulogy? Yeah. Yeah. No, you can hire me just as your hype man. I'll just come over in the morning and just be like, hey, what up? Thank well, you. and I think, you know, it's uh, it's a testament to we we. The dialogue has been controlled by men. For strong women are bitches, strong women are uh, whatever ill repute that they want to link it to at that point. Mm -hmm. And Edith was here to smash the fuck out of the patriarchy before it was a trending social media topic. Yeah. I think she did it without even really planning to do it. It wasn't her objective. Uh -uh. My mother and father had an absolute equal relationship they respected each other they bounced ideas off of each other my mother let my father go ride the wild prairie which he loved to do and she i mean she bought all of our cars she bought our house she bought all of our furniture and dick could walk in and he'd say oh and she'd say that's your new chair and he'd say thank you <laughs> i love that i love that mm-hmm. yeah. and did when you were growing up kim and emily who did edith antique or collect or was it something that you started to do is like a reminiscent because i feel like her age range like like my grandmother's age range it was not antiquing out of fun like we do it mm. it was you collected things that your family had because you were too poor to buy new shit. Oh, yeah. She was definitely a child of the Depression. and The bronze and blue picture. Uh-huh. That was one of Edith's treasures. And it came from um, my grandfather Marler's side of the family. And wow. she she always say, would say, if you break that, you're dead meat. You're like, <laughs> no, yeah. Dead. So, and so a lot of the stuff in this cupboard, you know, is family related that she loved. And, you know, so on their trek from Kansas to up here, they have a a coffee cup that was like a souvenir and it's printed on the back souvenir of Kansas. Like, (laughs) I, I know. And it's so, it just, but you're right. And it was almost out of a necessity or. Yeah. Cause when I was, yeah. you know, when I interviewed my grandmother and asked her about growing up and antiquing, it was not, it wasn't something you did. Like there wasn't fucking antique shops. No. no. It was this, this is where the stories come from is because yeah. it was your great grandmother's mother's vase or china mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or it yeah. was like your grandpa's favorite cup and mm-hmm. you right. wanted yeah. that. Yeah. So did you get, did what, was Edith like, did she hoard things kind of because of being a depression era child? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Papers. Um, yeah. Paper documents, and papers. Book, books were huge. She passed that down. She, uh, <laughs> we have some old, old, old fairy tale and storybooks that um, somebody had left a trunk 
at a hotel downtown wow. Idaho Falls and uh, they sold it and uh, my grandmother bought it and in it were these beautiful the black the black cover yeah and they're beautiful and uh you know and that was such a treasure you know she always um as she got older she'd say you know do you know where those those storybooks are and i'd say yeah they're safe because that that was a real treasure for her as a child yeah so you're right thing things were given you know in love and Mm -hmm. But I think it's really important that you have them out, that you can look at them. And if they get broken, they get broken. It's the end of their life cycle as I see it. But all the joy they have brought for multi-generations is so important. I think that Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be tucked away or packed away. You know, if I had my way, I would just have bookshelves shelves with stuff on them Mm -hmm. yeah well and i like to you know i like to look at stuff and it you know it's such a memory lane trip Mm -hmm. to go from the stuff you Mm -hmm. first started collecting to the things you're collecting now and you think back to the time you were gathering Mm -hmm. those different items like my first antiques are are meaningless value wise Oh yeah, but when I pull them out, I remember walking around a nasty ass antique store that smelled like cigarettes and old men. Yeah, but being like in the cases, glass cases, you know, full Mm -hmm. front to back that Mm -hmm. you really had to scan. Yes, you had to hunt. And don't you, you know, um, I had seen this very cool thing where you could take old silverware and engrave on it for gardens. So you'd write, you know, tomatoes and put the knife in the ground and then you knew they were tomato plants and emily and i went to pocatello she took me to her favorite antique shop down there and i saw a whole bunch of knives and i thought oh i'm gonna do this for my sister-in-law and there were they were already engraved tomatoes cucumbers onions which sometimes it's like the universe you ask and there it was and i literally picked up everything and for like somebody a buck had a done piece. it and then got rid of it. Yeah. And, and you just them. stumbled. Yeah. You know, I do this thing before I go into a sale or a thrift store as I kind of project the things I'm after. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> and then I end up disappointed. And but. then I like am pissed off at myself. But generally it works. Like generally. <laughs> it sometimes it does. And then there's that person staring at the item too. And it's like, okay, yeah. I'm oh. about to be a bitch right now. I Sorry. did that at an estate sale. Yeah. The, the estate sale down in American Falls. Uh, I, I saw this Arco highway telephone, Arco something electric created these yardsticks, these square cube yardsticks. And this guy was going for it. And I was there. And I my little talon just like swooped it up. I, I was like, that. I'm really sorry. I always give that sugar sweet smile like, ah. Sorry. <laughs> there was, this morning I went to an estate sale <laughs> here in town. I don't really mean it. <laughs> there was an estate sale in here. Yeah, it's over on 6th Street. You got to go. It's like a mid-century modern time capsule. Okay. So I went okay. this morning and um, it, I, you know, I didn't see it advertised anywhere. It's from a company out of town. And I go down to the basement and there's like the living room area and a bedroom area. And then there's like the shop, like storage room area. Yeah. 
and the amount of holiday stuff. There was like <gasps> Christmas and I Halloween. Know. Here and- I am stuck at work and Sam is posting reels and pictures. And I was like, so I walk, I walk in and look in and there's another guy down in the basement. And it's like, you instantly start to be like, all right, motherfucker, like you're raised, <laughs> like square you up. You're like yeah. literally like, yeah. like, my shoulders always get like broader. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. like have that bitch face <laughs> Take on. Take up like, my space. Don't touch me. But this dude, I was like, we were kind of chit chatting or whatever. And I said, I'm just looking for, I'd say I love old Halloween stuff. Oh. And he goes, oh shit, look at this. And I turn around and there are stacks of vintage Halloween masks. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Uh, did you tackle and him? he goes I already uh, picked what I wanted here you go through them and I was finding good stuff and he was like no you keep it it's mm-hmm. okay and then like I had moved over to another section and he goes you find anything great we were showing uh, each other and this guy was probably my mom's age my dad's age we were sharing see, our finds like and the uh, great part of this community when you can do that yeah. I know because yeah. I've done it that was, with Pyrex and I've had people be like oh you got that one good for uh, you good for mm-hmm. you and it's like you almost want to like exchange numbers. Yeah. It's like, I want to see your Hi. collection. Yeah. Well, then you, well, we all, I mean, look at us today sitting down talking about it. Everybody wants to talk about it. And this house is great. You got to go. Like it is, um, obviously by the time this airs, it's not going to be going. So don't show up on, to a house yeah. on 6th Street. <laughs> Everybody's going to be dragging but, down. Like, <laughs> So the they lived in the house for 50 mm-hmm. or 60 years, right? For like second owners. And the gentleman was a... He worked for an interior design company in the 50s. Oh. oh. So he has like mid-century <laughs> furniture and swag lights Yum. and tension lamps. This and is better than any man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Corny for it. My husband totally went to the wrong one. No, no, no. Oh. That one in Pocatello. The one in Pocatello has an extensive record collection. earlier to that I know. One. Sorry. Next time I'll text Ethan and go, what are you doing? <laughs> so when you guys, when you... When did you guys start collecting? Like, did you start with Edith when you were younger, like our age? Yes. So m- the very first thing she ever bought me was this pie chest where the TV is. Aww. And um, it's dated. Uh, when I refinished, it was really l- yucky and it had really some paint pie on it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's unusual because it doesn't have perforated sides. Which, when you sent me the pictures, I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. this isn't a pie chest in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it didn't have the perforated tin and stuff it, on the sides. It yeah. didn't. And it was definitely homemade. It, it, there's a date on it. Um, I think it's 1913. Holy so crap. Years later, after uh, we were living here, actually, a good friend came down, a horse friend coming through town from the East Coast, and she was an antique dealer, and she looked at that, and she said, oh, that's Canadian. And I said, how do you know that? Because Edith had gotten it in Ogden, Utah, strapped it on the top of the station wagon and brought it home. And she said that Canadians really like that side slant on the door. It's almost like half a herringbone. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that that's... I'll take a half a herringbone. That's a very (laughs) Canadian thing for that time. Wow. So she knew. I don't, you know, so I don't know if it is. What I heard is I need to add that to the list of going to find estate sales now in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going international. Wouldn't that be... Wouldn't that be... Let's get a horse trailer. Ah. The vacation of a lifetime is to go antiquing well, and estate sailing in other countries. Edith, Damn. 
Edith went antiquing in Montana with some other horse buddies, and she came back with an old, like, record box, like old Victoria, wooden, hinged lid, low. Oh, it was lovely. And uh, she gave it to me, and then my brother swiped it. And I was really upset, and he gave it back, and then I just didn't have room for it, so I gave it back to him because he really loved it. This is the nice thing about my brothers is they don't give a fuck about antiques. Oh, really? Don't my even brothers, care. Really? Could care less. Like, really? Oh, you're doing a podcast about it? Great. Shut up. No, and I'm the baby. They don't. Really? They used to beat the shit out of me. I'm coming for both of you, Brandon and Alan, <laughs> on my own podcast. <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> so I was, the, I'm the only girl. I have three brothers. My youngest brother, is fi- he's 15 years younger than me. But my, I was expected to keep up with, much like you, like I was expected to keep up yeah. with my brothers. I was expected to do just as much of the work. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother was like, I'm her only granddaughter. So she was like, listen, I'm going to make it. It's like the mm-hmm. Mulan. I'm going to make a man out of you. She's yeah. going to make a woman out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, George. She's going to take me antiquing and buy me dresses and porcelain. And oh, God, God bless her. She only got 50% of that right. Yeah. Like, may, like a baker's dozen. <laughs> right. <laughs> on the because even to this day i like to like i built flower boxes in my backyard this year oh yeah during the great choir of 2020 the great choir the great and i was home and i was like i'm so fucking bored and so we had a whole bunch of wood and stuff in our garage and i went out and started building these flower boxes no way yeah see and i'm jealous because the like crafty handy side of the independent woman it was not passed on i'm like no i can go i can we go. didn't Mm-mm. we didn't do that part i mean no? edith edith would call anybody up yeah. she had these two great gals from iona that would come and wallpaper for her and i mean they were like in their 60s oh, when shit. edith was in her <laughs> 40s and they would like climb up on scaffolding and the one would kind of I'm picturing Swap the t- up her boot <laughs> no. and kind of throw the paperbrush under. The paste? Yeah, no, her paperbrush. Oh my and god! Scuttle up those. I mean, it's so sitting in a chair, just like no, that's not straight. No, and uh, yeah, and Edith. Oh, she would relax with got a bourbon and water, and oh, that's election bad, night was double bourbon and water, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of cussing. God, yeah. ice cubes thrown at the TV, but no, that that handyman crafty gene. I'm like, sure, I can go catch I'm, a horse. We can we can vaccinate a horse, warm a yeah. horse, Mm-mm. ride a horse. Let's go get the cows. But if I had to fix a fucking faucet, oh God, teacher, sorry, fucking faucet. What grade do you do teach? It. Middle school. So I think they'll She's be middle okay school with drama be fine. teacher. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> I've She's, got middle school. She's a girl after my own heart. Cool. Emily's a middle school drama teacher teaching during this bullshit it's yeah that's been that's been pretty stressful but a uh, live update imagine. here from an estate sale oh. jill just showed me a picture of green depression glass you better and tell pink. him to buy that oh, and pink no oh and the pink is the most valuable my husband just, isn't it gold star yeah oh. look at you you listen i did listen gold star see in my like my mom because she, she jill's doing yeah victory yeah. dance victory it's dance, victory dance. dance. good job <laughs> Good job, got Dad. That for you. you got those lockers too. Ooh, that's what she was going for—is old set of lockers. Like and where's this, this in Pocatello? Ooh. It's by Linda. 
We only go to <laughs> yeah, Linda wow. from episode three, Wild Hair Estate mm. Sales, God, oh, our oh. fairy godmother. I feel like, but he, so he went and he's like, there's like 200 people here. <gasps> and I'm like, shit. It's because they were all there for the music stuff. And people heard our podcast and... I yeah, I'm it's learning that so day. much God that I didn't know. I oh, know, seriously. Thank you. Well, thank no, you. Well, yeah, we're like uh, we're learning so much too. And then it was fun to go into an estate sale today after doing the different curio corners. And now I feel like I have this broader view of when we're shopping at a sale. Mm. But on the you know, my mom was single for so long, mm-hmm. so it was like she was. It's funny. It's this double edged sword. She taught me to be like an independent woman, but mm-hmm. also take care of your husband when he's sick mm-hmm. but that part is kind of lost on me <laughs> i just have the independent woman that i'm very happily married yeah, yeah. that's i feel bad for my husband because i'm a nurse and so when he's sick i'm like you're fine you right i got a fever you know i took care of a guy who lost his leg he yeah. didn't even cry once so i know i i know emily's See, a boob and i really i mean my dad was in my life and I, I would visit my dad on the weekends, but I, I, we were not um, a household with a, my uncle's really kind of majorly man influence there. I love him, but man, boy. And so, um, yeah, we, I would just, it's funny. I did not get the, how to take care of a man training. (laughs) I've skipped that chapter. Yeah, well, you learned a lot f- from Golden Girls. You did. I'm the fifth gold. I'm the self-proclaimed fifth yeah, Golden Girl. You are. She <laughs> is. So is Jill, the sixth. <gasps> yeah. You're a Golden Girls fan? Oh. <gasps> yeah. Like, was, I'm so glad I'm finding my tribe. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. You found your people. No, yeah. I watch it and my daughter's like, what the? And I'm oh. like, dude, I learned a lot from these women. Sit down. Yeah, yeah, seriously. No, that's, it's true. I would in. I thought I was so they were cute. Your in other high mothers. Sc- yeah, I thought it was so cute in high school. Anytime Kim would would piss me off, I'd always go Shady Pines, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was funny as Edith got older and started a couple of marbles started rolling loose. I would say Shady Pines, and you could just see her like straighten up the back, like <gasps> nursing home. What? <gasps> yeah, no, I mean, and no, you have to I'm be sorry. like grandma i'm joking i'm joking i promise there's not a shady pines here grandma it's actually <laughs> there is a street though over by bucks right. i took a street i took a picture <laughs> well and when i was growing up with my mom in the house you know it was kind of one we weren't super wealthy we didn't have a ton of money so you had to figure stuff out by yourself to mm-hmm. do all that and one of the ways we like went around that was like shopping at thrift stores and antique stores and so when did the two of you start looking for antiques outside of what you already had in your collection? Did you go to antique stores and thrift stores? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, especially uh, when we were out of town, oh. Kim would hunt them down. And so we would we would always go take a look. But I can't I can't pinpoint when it's. Well, and that's I mean, that's beside I don't remember when we started yeah. doing it, but it was always something we did. Yeah. Yeah. Was there always anything you were like looking for when you went to different estate or like baby dishes? Oh, baby it's dishes. funny you bring that up because we were talking about this mm-hmm. when you were gone for a minute. Uh-huh. So it's funny. You just brought that up. I know. <laughs> did, I'm good like that. Did you, did you show them your silver baby dishes? Oh no. We'll I will. have to look at them. So all the second half yeah, of the tour. So I'm always, <laughs> I'm always on the look for antique baby dishes. And why baby dishes? Like, boy, they're just fascinating, you know, and what you, you know what they were so specialized for the children of that mm-hmm. era and you can tell 
how wealthy you probably were from the kind of kind of like along yeah. the line of the yeah. silver spoon thing yeah yeah oh, yeah yes is that, is that just a fairy tale or is that real life it's really hard to find baby silverware yeah i well and when mm-hmm. we had our son one of the first gifts we got for my grandfather's brother was baby silverware yeah mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. for him and i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah i remember when my kids were born we got baby and i was just like this is fancy my children will i don't know what to do with this because they're not touching my yeah yeah Yeah. so what did you start with collecting emily Ooh. so i think it really started i would perusal for any briar model horses Mm -hmm. just i had grown up with them and oh i remember before we lived with edith we would come over here and she had some old old models that were pretty banged up and beaten so it probably started with that and then it evolved into everything (laughs) for everything but yeah it always starts with something she Mm -hmm. went to briar horse shows i did (laughs) they they literally you would set up a class and yeah yeah. so you would have like a western pleasure (laughs) class and you'd have to make sure everything was exactly (laughs) or trail (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay emily is mortified i am okay there was <laughs> she's please, like i gotta explain you I have gotta explain. to talk about it now. i did not i didn't have a lot shows. of friends okay <laughs> and but i was horse obsessed i would i would gallop around our front yard thinking i was the black stallion you were the fo- my husband did it as a t-rex if i make see it. okay so i'm she sure. Went, I'm sure she, we all did that <laughs> i laid on trying. rocks because i thought that they would turn into puppies <laughs> <laughs> so i would just go outside and collect rocks and then bring them in and like <laughs> curl up on the yes, couch so and my mom be like who's bringing these fucking rocks into the house <laughs> Emily, when Emma was about three, she came to me Uh and she said, I'm a horse when I have my socks on. They're my hooves. And when I don't have my socks on and I have my feet, I'm a human. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh because I... No, you can laugh. I just... Kids are so innocent. It's like, you just went to your mom and be like, listen, mother. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not Emily anymore. (laughs) Did you have a horse name? Oh, so here's what breed the, were you? Let's get into this. <laughs> so here's the thing. I had an entire barn <laughs> full of imaginary horses. And I would daily and I remember the neighbors when I would like lope around the front yard in the <laughs> snow. Her uncle made her a barn. Yeah. Her neighbor our neighbors living across the street called Kim and was like, Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm so sorry. And he, no, here's the day. The, uh, we had a couple claws. <laughs> the independent gene is strong in this family. So is the theatrical born gene. and bred. Some would say. Oh, I didn't God. get it. I didn't get it. Oh. You did not. Did you didn't lope around as a horse? I didn't get the theatrical gene at all. They, our neighbors oh, would stand at their kitchen window and watch her and drink their coffee. <laughs> I wish I had neighbor kids like that. Oh, I too. did. I did something similar, but it was much more like uh, I love the rock. Look at how important I am. <laughs> so when I told you a little bit about my stepmother's side of the family, mm-hmm. and when we would go to rodeos, yeah, and her brother was an announcer. Oh, um, <laughs> I would walk around like all of the horses in back yeah. behind the stadium were mine. Yeah, <laughs> so I'd find some unsuspecting mm-hmm. peasant child. 
<laughs> and walk them around and be like, oh, this is this is a, like almost like a repressed memory I'm recovering <gasps> right now. I'd be like, so this is Snickers. <laughs> this is Bruce. No! This is Daffodil. And then they would look at me like they knew I was full <gasps> of shit. And she'd be like, no, no, we travel. This is our rodeo. And I would just double down. <laughs> double down. I did it when we went to KOA in Northern <gasps> Idaho. So I kind of did that because we grew up in the Air Force. Yeah. Oh. But I was part of that family and we didn't really travel a lot. Yeah. And everybody I met was like, oh, we just came back from like England. And I'm like, I was in Antarctica. No. <laughs> You wouldn't even know about this place. Like, it's so secret. Yes. And I like, love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I made up places where I lived all the time because if you didn't move once a year, you were the loser child. And oh. I was just like, don't tell my mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We um, lived in Australia and I played with the kangaroos and everybody's <gasps> just like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Who's like, going to fact check it? There's no internet. I know. I really uh, know. Yeah. Nobody's going to go and say, and hey. Fucking write a letter. <gasps> Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. The theatrical stuff has transferred well for both of us. Very. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I never I never tried to convince people that a, a group of animals were mine though. So I think it. you it's would have yeah. me. Yeah. You should try it. I just, just yeah. it's the fake it till you make it mentality. I get you I, know? I get I just, I just rode around on imaginary ones. Psychopath from day one. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I was the youngest child and just like starving for attention to be like, hey, look at me and my horses. <laughs> All of these are mine and my family's were horse people. Oh no, I don't wear cowboy boots. <laughs> I can't. I, can't. I wear skate <laughs> shoes from Zoomies. <laughs> These are etnies. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of like how innocent children are, I remember going out to my dad's house and he had a farm. Um, did he really have a farm? He, did, he really did have a farm. No animals. But I remember we had <laughs> cows for a while. We watched a, an episode of Little House on the Prairie and I was like, let's go out and build our own log cabin. <laughs> These are my people. I know, and I gathered what I thought was a shit ton of wood. And it didn't even make a full rectangle. And I remember gathering rocks. I'm like, we need mud. We have to have it. <laughs> we need mud. Guys, I've seen it on the Discovery Channel. You have to put the mud in between everything. And then we got to cure it. I did. I would. I was. I always ran away as a child. Like I was a drama queen. So I'd be like, I'm running away. Oh, did what? you run away? Oh, did yeah. you like really pack your bag and yeah. leave? Really? And, uh, oh. Full of shit that wasn't going to get me anywhere, like fucking toys and <laughs> yeah. outfits that yeah. were cute and shoes. So I, one time I packed my bag and I was like, I was like, I'm running away. <laughs> and I left my house and I went behind the junior high school in Shelly that was yes. still operating as a junior high school <laughs> behind the weight area and there were cinder blocks. And I was like, this is my house. And I built a fucking house. At our cinder blocks. <laughs> and then we went on a treasure hunt underneath the bleachers and found erasers. Decorations. <laughs> and I was like, this is, and I had two friends with me. And we were like settling in for the evening. And then there was a, a trooper that went past and like the bloop. <laughs> no. And I was like, bunker down. They'll what? never find us. <laughs> I just don't. And then I was home by five o'clock no before way. my mom was home. Oh, yeah. I was the, yeah, wait. fully prepared to live on my you... own and raise a family. <laughs> At ten and a half, <laughs> your pets rocks. It was yeah, yeah the puppy, the puppy, puppy rocks. rocks. I was maternal. I love the puppy you, rocks. You ran away, and I was just sure when I got in trouble that Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen were going to come pick me up and be like, "You're our sister." I just imagined <laughs> that. She, they're coming. She now. loved yeah. Mary Kate. Oh, it was Mary those. Movies. I would rent those movies, or I would <laughs> yeah. rent the labyrinth. 
from the oh, movies. Yes. Oh. oh, I don't remember. I watched <sighs> all movies. So Jill did, uh, or Kim, what did you imagine as a child? <laughs> I told you, I imagined I lived across the country. I know, <laughs> across the world. In Australia. <laughs> I lived in Antarctica for a full year. You know, you find something new about the people you care about every day. I know, it's true. Or just on this discovery journey together. <laughs> you guys were, you had big minds. You were like going out. You so, left. Yeah. Some would say world. starved for attention or like a touch of neglect. <laughs> oh, you know, you never, you don't know. It could go ways. either way. Or maybe they were like, shut the fuck up, Samantha. No, it was most definitely that. It was most definitely shut the fuck up, It was pretty up, much Samantha. the, I got the lick of, what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure people thought I got dropped on my head a couple times. It's fine. That's okay. Yeah, you Those never the see people. them anymore. Yeah, no, no. no. Now it I have my own matter. podcast, bitches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now listen to me recount the yeah. embarrassing moments of my childhood. <laughs> I know. Captive audience. So did you? You had paper dolls as a kid. Loved. I loved paper dolls. I I didn't particularly like doll dolls, but paper dolls. I loved. Always loved the the big grown-up, like, more grown-up things. Oh, yeah. And this is the one that got away. I found the first Barbie doll in the Sears catalog and asked for her for Christmas. Black ponytail, blue eyeshadow, red lips, in the, you know, striped bathing suit. Yes. And I got her for Christmas. I was thrilled. And... um. As I grew up, I had my little friend. We played Barbies. And um, about the time I left for Wasatch, the last time we had played, I had a big Barbie doll case and everything was in there. And I left it at her house and never got it. Oh, no. The one that got away. I know. I know. Original from Sears, you know, because that's, I'm just Mm -hmm. sure it was the Sears catalog. And we talked about the Sears catalog. Yeah, we did. It was legendary. Yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, I was so excited that Christmas I got her. I think it was the first Christmas um, we moved from 8th Street to the flat top would be Spanish house across from Cape Curly Park on 10th and Emerson. That was my grandpa parents house and they moved out downsized and we moved in and i think that was the first christmas we lived there so i was seven maybe eight Mm. seven wow yeah seven so i know but you know as a kid i didn't i never thought big like you guys i know (laughs) i was just really darn glad no that's okay you don't have to yeah that's all right that just means we want attention a little look at me i know (laughs) No surprise now. I mean, Nancy Drew. I'm in Antarctica, bitches. I love to escape in Nancy Drew. And, and to this day, I still have them laying around the house and I reread them. I was such a sucker for Nancy Drew. But she was, I always wanted to be older, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, do you still have the kangaroo fur in the case? Yeah. With the Aborigine art? Yeah. See, back here. Jill's face. And she oh. was like, oh, wait, what? With the boomerang and see, see the it. Joey laying there. And the whip is from Australia. And those Aborigine paintings, which I guess you can no longer take out of the country. But Dick and Edith were over there judging a horse show. And so she Just brought in back. Australia judging a horse show? Yeah, they in were. The what, what, 50s? No, no uh, or 60s. 70s? Uh, 
Your dad and I just gotten married. Seventy six. It was at least an eight year flight in seventy six. Yeah, like seventy six. Did they have to take a boat and then like? No, that they flew, and they're so cute. Like they found out Edith loved whiskey, you know, bourbon whiskey. So they would stay at these different farms because they toured around before and after the horse show. And this couple drove 75 miles one way to a liquor store to buy her a bottle of bourbon. She said that they were the nicest, kindest people. And on their way back, uh, their Qantas went on strike. So they stayed with another Appaloosa breeder's brother, and he was like a mega millionaire, And but they were vegetarians. So oh. my mother said, you know, <laughs> we are vegetarians, and where's the nearest grocery store? I've got to go get some bacon. And... <laughs> This I feel like she could have been my spirit animal. Oh, she's like, she seriously yeah. is. So, so I think Athel was the gentleman's name. And so Dick would go out to the barn with him because he had some horses stalled. And they and he, Dick would give him the, you know, lessons on how to ride and how to take how long, care of your how long were they in australia they were stuck there a couple of weeks before they could get a flight out whoa and Ida said unintentional va- vacation she said that's where i learned to like avocado toast so that was a thing way before what? it was a thing before it's a thing sorry guys yeah. edith did it first yeah edith did a yeah. lot of firsts yeah she did <laughs> we couldn't we chew gum in the house feminism yeah avocado toast <laughs> And we had we can't have paper bourbon plates. Whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. <laughs> Given zero yeah. fucks. You couldn't have wooden plates? Paper plates. No. Oh, and she hated yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I know. I know. She's probably so pissed right now. She's like, these motherfuckers no. tell yeah. all my no. secrets. No, no. <laughs> Everybody knew that. <laughs> no. And boy, if you had gum in your mouth, oh man. I'm glad I didn't know any of that stuff before I cut her hair. She would have told you if you'd had gum in your mouth. Sam's Trust like me. reliving every moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm thinking shit. back to like, oh, well, no, you I were always so kind. You were so kind oh, to her. And that was her favorite. That was her favorite holding up three fingers. Yeah. Read between, between the, the lines. lines. It'd flip you off all the time. I know. And she would just like look at you and. Well, I'd come in. So Edith's like sitting area was like behind where we're at. Yeah. So I'd come in and set up. There was a dining room table here and the stuff from Mm -hmm. the brothel. And she would tell me her history about stuff. Oh, we didn't show you the brothel chest. They're so beautiful. They're like marble topped, like, like chest of drawers. They got to a taste. So I would sit here and we would start to cut uh, her hair and she would like be kind of fussy about it. I'm like, you need to sit on your walker. It's okay. And she'd look at me like, are you fucking stupid? This isn't a chair. <laughs> and I'd just be like, no, it's really, it's okay. It's easier for you. It's, you know, no fuss. And she'd just be like, God damn. And she would just, she would just look at you and yeah. you could tell everything she was trying to get across. And then, you know, towards the oh. end of her life, when we would sit and cut her hair, she would just be happy to have her hair cut because I didn't screw it up. And I went to... The, she was very fussy about her appearance. She had this yeah. beautiful white hair with like pretty. natural set finger waves. Like they just skipped mm-hmm. to a perfect beat. 
And Emily used to just be like, she looks like the Quaker oat man <laughs> when her hair would get really long. <laughs> it was getting long. Was like, that was oh. unkind. Well, <laughs> but if you held that, but that oatmeal you box know, up next to her, would have said the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, she would have. Well, if she yeah. would have gone missing, you would have been like, well, she looks similar. <laughs> you had something to identify easy that everybody knows. Oh, right, right, right. The old lady with my <laughs> Quaker oat hair. My favorite, my favorite Edith story is Kim was going to college, and. I would show at the Eastern Idaho State Fair. As you should have. Yeah, the last the last Saturday every kid's day. The and last fair we had. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Moment of silence for state fairs. <laughs> state fairs and tiger ears. Um, and Kim had to go to school, and so she couldn't take me to the show. So she enlisted Edith and then our good friend, uh, Mr. Sheldahl, to take me down. <laughs> Well, we got down there, and Kim hadn't packed my show clothes, and I was just in t shirts. You but had packed them, but they forgot. Yeah, we had forgotten. I'm sorry. And Kim's like, Kim's oh, like, uh, uh-uh. minute, get history right. And so we, I was in t shirts and a jeans, jeans, and they, you couldn't show like that. You'd be disqualified. How dare you? Well, and Edith said, "Well, I'll be back." And right across from the ring they were doing like i can't remember which magazine vogue. it was it was either vogue or no, harper's bazaar no uh the men's the big men's gq GQ's? gq was doing a fashion shoot at the eastern, eastern idaho state, state Wait, fair she, what yeah, Budget yeah, yeah. Was low. and this was a long time ago this i was i was little well she traipses over there and because she sees the wardrobe not realizing who these people are where they're from well i need a shirt and i'll buy it from you and they're like um these are kosher you cannot have and she was like no i have a kid who has to be in the show ring in 15 i need a shirt and so but they refused i think they had to escort her no, away from they the people. loaned her a shirt no they did but it they didn't fit because it, it was for like fit. a size two. Yeah, and then <laughs> then Ida came in and at eight years old, shirt. I was fully formed. No, you weren't. <laughs> Pretty darn and, close there, and Kim. I had to go back in and apologize to the GQ guys when I took the shirt back. <laughs> he said, "Your mother is very definite." <laughs> I said, "Yes, she is." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This day, it's a part of their new hire training. Go, all right, we're going to set up a scenario for this you. Crazy Angry lady. horse show You're grandmother. Fucking crazy state <laughs> fair out in the middle of God knows where. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this lady sets her sights on you and she walks straight up and says, Listen, motherfucker, I got a kid that's got to show this horse. You don't know what a horse yeah. is. You, Pay attention. You As they're shaking, like, yeah, you don't yeah. fuck with horse show mothers. No, no they're worse than stage moms. They are. I mean, judges fear horse show mothers. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. I was a horse show mom, but you I were tried, a good kind. You, I tried you to be good. The, you weren't the yeah, hellacious but kind. But it was. Would love to see you mad. But it just. Oh, it was just her tenaciousness. Like she really, she. Excuse the language. Didn't really gave no fucks, but in a very classy kind of way. <laughs> I don't give any fucks. She's bourbon. I don't give uh-huh. any fucks. I know. I'm not going to tell you I don't give any fucks. Uh-huh. But these old blue eyes here. I know she yeah. went. She went toe to toe with Jerry Spencer, the lawyer in Jackson, when you know he was doing the big nuclear thing out at the site. You know, she and some other county, you know, trotted over and. Had a little, you know, powwow with Jerry Spence and didn't think anything Mm-mm. of it. You really, know, nothing I mean, really phased her. No, nothing scared. Wow. She Mm-mm. was. Do you think she was ever scared of anything? Chickens. 
chicken. Yeah, chickens. She and birds. she That's they not. They, uh, they not made her yeah. the pioneer of the year. Oh, award. And she was. Oh, pissed. she was so mad. <laughs> I am not old enough to be pioneer I, oh of the year. My. God. And the poor ladies would call and they'd say, we, we've been asking your mother because we're sending out invitations. She won't give us a list. <laughs> so I made up a list. And You're yeah. like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. But oh, okay. She's going to yeah. kill me in my sleep. I know. She was. She you was know, so other mad. pioneers, you know, all the grandkids got up and sung. Not us. We all got up and roasted her, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like her bad driving habits and et cetera. Oh, God. She didn't know the word meaning slow. Mm. I found I found a speeding ticket she got in New Mexico that she hung on to. <laughs> uh, what was the what was the overage? Uh, I, I think 40 miles. Okay. An hour, like it was a 35 mile zone, and she was doing almost She's 80. Like, fuck I your think speed oh. limit 78. She's like, I got places to be. Yeah, scary. Like, yeah. She, you would white knuckle it. You would white. Oh yeah, she was scary. When did you take? When did you take her. her car away from her? We never did. No. <laughs> You're too scared to. Yeah, a little. Mm-hmm. Well, cause, I remember uh-huh. when I would come and cut her hair, she'd bring up the fucking car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we never. <laughs> yeah. She would. Never, she'd go. I we, never told her she couldn't drive. Yeah. She'd go across the house. She, Kim. She just couldn't physically get in it, oh, so it we were low. safe. Yeah. Where's my car, Kim? You know they're trying to keep this car from me. Yeah. And, I'm not, <laughs> and she would like they'd be in the other room, and she would just sit and talk shit about the car to yeah. me. And she'd be like, Kim, where's the car? And then she'd go, you know, Sam, they think I'm too old to drive. Just, That's it's shit. True. This is a true And then story. she'd go, Em, Emily. And Emily would go, yeah, Edith. And they didn't call her mom or grandma. Uh-uh. They called her Edith. Uh-huh. Yeah, Edith. Where's my car? And I'd be just like, what? It's <laughs> happening. And Edith's like, have you seen, did you see my car? Out? Like <laughs> Sam's like, please give her the car. I don't. <laughs> I like, just stop moving your head. I got to cut around your ear. You know, please stop. No. I'm oh, so no. You're shaking as you're trying to get <laughs> yeah. like, Please find the car. We never, Where is it? I know we never did. We thought about disconnecting the battery, but. No. She, she would have fixed it. She would. She probably really would have. Or she would have called those. She would have called somebody. She would have called the wallpaper lady. She had. (laughs) She had triple A till the day she died. Swear to God, that's smart. Mm -hmm. Bless you. Yeah. Yeah. A true. A true. A true pioneer. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Wait. No. She's gonna haunt me now. I know. Follow me home after this. Oh, it was like the point between Edith's natural haircut and the Quaker oat haircut that she looked like Darby O'Gill. Darby and killing the little oh people. That's God. the Edith that you're gonna get. <laughs> She's gonna come at me with her walker, yeah. staring at me. I'm like Edith, and I didn't banshee. do it. Yeah, yeah. she'd be so fucking we'll mad. Get at Darby O'Gill, Edith. She's just gonna come to me and she goes, "You go tell Kim and Emily I don't like what they did to the house." <laughs> she uh, would. Oh, and toward towards oh. towards the end, she would she would say to us, "This is not my house," and you know why I know this isn't my house. Because you can't fake good art. Now take me back to Idaho Falls. Yeah. And so sometimes we just like load her in the car and drive her around the block and be like, we're here. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. This house. And then she, she, oh, had, yeah. she wallpapered every mm-hmm. ounce of this house, except I insisted we paint this room. Or we, oh, well, and the, the, the wood was wallpapered. Every room had <gasps> wallpaper in it. Oh, Edith. We ripped off. Every ounce of wallpaper. It's beautiful. Your yeah. house is gorgeous. Oh, it is. thank it's you. 
really beautiful. I, t- I said to Kim always says this sweet thing to me when I give her a good haircut. Spin around in the chair, and she goes, "You're back in the will, Sam." <laughs> so as we were walking around doing a tour, I said, "So I do, do I get the house in the will?" I did. She can. She so can have the house. Said I could. So it's on the record yeah. for yeah. our yes. future lawyers. It will be our you're vacation. Out of the deal. It'll be okay. our vacation home. Yeah, I'll yeah. T- turn the backyard into a garden. <laughs> I'll keep the horse stuff. Maybe by the time that happens, I'll be able to have a horse in the backyard. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? I keep well, saying we could have little miniature ponies. I oh, want a miniature. Did ponies. you know? You would love. All they're so sweet. Side horse fact from the non-horse <laughs> girl: miniature ponies can't graze on fresh lawn. It will like, like kind of toxic to them. This no. is a weird Instagram really? side. I the algorithm was off base. <laughs> And there's these grazing muzzles that you can put on miniature I, horses. I think it's the pesticides. They can't process them in their liver. Well, l- nobody can liver. process yeah, those. Problem. <laughs> I can. In their liver? Can you I imagine think? me at a briar horse show with a little pony on some grass with a little muzzle? Hey. Oh, <laughs> Chester? Yeah. No, he doesn't have time for you. No, because Sam would come in and be like, that's my horse. Yeah, that's my horse. That's my horse. I know. That's just, mine. Don't so touch it. Bad. <laughs> So it's to our it's to our favorite part of the show. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Oh, oh. it's not Jill's it's favorite. Sam's Emily's like, oh god, oh, favorite oh, part oh, of the show. Oh, Y'all know what's coming up. It's yeah. a little. It's that very... tiny bit of uh, it's evil sadisticness people. that just naturally carries over. Mm-hmm. I've been playing. I've been playing uh, either or, like <laughs> with my students all week in preparation. I'm like. Which, if you had to pick, and it couldn't exist anymore, glitter or tie-dye, discuss. <laughs> discuss. <laughs> um, oh, I'm ready. I'm going to pick. Preparing. I got to pick. Are we getting rid of one? Are we keeping that one? That has never. Oh, no keeping. We're. Oh, I'm keeping sailing. glitter. Oh, you're keeping glitter and, and getting, getting rid of tie-dye? Fucking tie-dye out of here. Okay, yeah. so now. Oh. I would agree oh. with you, Sam. No. Glitter over tie-dye. No, because glitter gets my husband hates I kinda, it. And it is polluting the sea. Okay, we're going to do what? recycled glitter that's biodegradable. No. Well, people, it's natural glitter. I'm tie-dye, 100%. Well, and then I had one eighth grader who was like, what about glitter tie-dye? And I was like, you win. <laughs> you bested me, and I accept my defeat. I expect great things from you, <laughs> lad. Sir, <laughs> you take this all the way to Wall Street, goddammit. <laughs> and glitter. you remember me. Can you remember me, please? Okay, so we're in Jackson Hole today at one of the old ranches mm. that are up there nice. before it's being bought out by the gazillionaires that are currently infesting. I mean, moving to Jackson Hole. The ranch has been in the family. It's a homestead ranch that's been there forever, but they were bought out by some super bullshit guy that's like, hey, I get all this money. Unless you want to sponsor us, then you're not bullshit guy. And you're fine. It's no problem. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> so they've been there for a couple generations. They've run horses and cattle and all sorts of things up there. And there's a lot of stuff to pick through. We know there's going to be horse stuff, but we also know Sam doesn't know anything about horses, okay? So Unless she's take in those the stables at your leisure. and she just picks the horses. Oh, that horse is Almond Joy. <laughs> That's Snickers. Well, this is Bruce and this is Daffodil. <laughs> but don't make eye contact with Daffodil. She's a bitch. Okay. I, wish was, I knew you as a kid back then. That's straight. I would have Oh, said God. That. She would have been like, I own you. I wish <laughs> I had known both of you guys. We could have had a horse form on Antarctica. But don't tell yeah. anybody our friends. This was a private <laughs> business meeting. Before. This is going to be too easy. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Oh, challenge accepted. Yeah. As she says. Now, now you're on my side, Jill. 
So we walk into the entryway and there's a table and the contents of the closets have been laid out on these folding tables. Okay. There's a late 1800s parasol. Okay. It's in great condition. It's just been kind of left because they're like, where the fuck is this? The other thing to choose from is there's beaded buckskin gloves. Oh. As she says, this is going to be easy. Like, I already got those bitches. Choose between? Yeah. Only one. Uh, buckskin, buckskin gloves. Surprising. Mm-hmm. Buckskin par- gloves. The parasol. I'm going for the parasol, too. You're going for the parasol. And you okay. should go for the silver bit. Okay. There is there a, a silver no, bit there on wasn't the table? A silver bit option. <laughs> I said I don't know anything about horses. There's a silver bit bits, crate by the back door. You can just spurs. take that with you on your way bits out. Bits and spurs. Kim's just going to add options. That's your free with purchase. Okay, Kim. So there's silver bits to choose from or spurs. Ooh. You can only pick one. Depends on the maker. Oh, <laughs> the best maker in America. No, Tried and true. Game? Cowboy maker spurs. Oh, man. The best of the West. Oh. oh. So, like the Hackamore. Yeah. Ortega. The rarest Hackamore and Ortegas or, you've ever seen. Or yes. that would be it. Yeah. That could pay off the college loan. Mm-hmm. So, you're saying pick between a bit and spurs? Well, not quite pay off the college loan. But. Yeah, you're picking. Between I'm picking two. between those. You yeah. know. But yeah. I still get to keep the buckskin gloves? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. A, this is a sidebar. <laughs> Estate sale. Because Kim <laughs> saw these and I didn't know what the fuck I was looking for. Sidebar nation. Um, Your heart bit. I would go I would go with the bit. Yeah. I would go with the bit over the spurs. Yeah. I'd go with the spurs. Yeah, because I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, what would I do with the bit? <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the spurs. spurs. I can't oh. always threaten Sorry, people. horse yeah, fans. True. That's true. You would sell that for oh, your child. I'll <laughs> come to you, Kim, and I'll be like, Kim, here's this bit. Buy do something. Do something this? with that. I found this. Here, have it. I don't want it. All right, so we we leave the entryway and we swing through the formal dining room, which is a ranch formal dining room. So who are we kidding? <laughs> this being a ranch home, we don't have the traditional fine china. They had what was used purposefully. Okay. Okay. The homeowner had a beautiful collection of handmade pottery from their travels throughout the Southwest and Mexico. But the other collection they had from these same travels is watercolors and old paintings from the West. Oil paintings and sketches and charcoal drawings. Ooh. So you can either choose... The Any Charlie Russells? Oh, my God. So many. You can't even believe they have such a big collection. Or Maria the Potter. Yeah. Yes. Oh. It's of both it. of those. And they're a lot. I, I'd buy. have to go with the, you know, like Remington, Charlie Russell. Okay. I mean, a solid choice. Oh, God. Pots are nice, Do you though. understand why I hate these yeah, so much? Because, oh, I like This both. is fun. <laughs> I like this. You realize you just gave Kim a new psychology tool. I love her as a roommate, but I'm tired of the therapy. We're um, gonna instill the timeout. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the watercolors, the paintings. I'm gonna go the pottery. Ooh. Yeah. Plot twist. I know. It's a, that's a tough one though. That. I mean the that pottery is, is excellent. I love pottery though. Oh, you like pottery? Do you? Yeah. yeah. That's your favorite. I know. My house is going to be like our fictional estate sale houses. I am only because I'm currently like really into it because of somebody that I'm following on Instagram. 
Her name's Miss Jessie Jane, and she's an estate sale runner back oh, east. Oh, God, she has some great mm. shit. She has this affinity for f- looking and finding great art. She's doing this great Instagram art sale right now. Oh. It has really opened my eyes to, like, it was wouldn't be on my radar before, but right now. No, and that's what I love about Instagram, because I would have never, like. We found some really awesome people oh my to God, follow. So many. So I would, people. this trip, I'm I'm going with the paintings. Yeah. Will you show me how to use Instagram so yes. I can do that? I'm already recovering from showing you Facebook. <laughs> okay, but I got my mom on Instagram too because I was like, it's so great because it it filters out all the bullshit and the tunnel vision that Facebook oh, has. Okay. Yeah, I and guess. you really can curate it to like we both have a gardening Instagram, and so my mom follows the people she likes to follow. Oh, nice. Do you think, do you think Kim will be able? To I think she'll love okay. it. Yeah. You can get her one okay. with the bits and bridles yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And get that yeah. into her algorithm. So quickly. like that's okay. that's my brother's specialty: bits and spurs. Mm-hmm. He's got a great collection. I got to dive down that hole. I mean, he it's, it's a oh. warm hole. He has I just think a of it. collection. I just I mean, hear it in my wonderful. head, like with a horse that's been saddled up for a while, chomping at the bit. <laughs> <laughs> and they can, I just, I can see it and feel it. Yeah. They, yes. they just, they are artistic pieces. They sure, they can yeah, be Yeah, they're beautiful. Artistic, artistic pieces. The engraving on them is phenomenal. I guess we got to go down that hole. Curio Corner, here I we mean, come. That's what we do. Beep, that is beep. <laughs> So the last stop in the sale is the living room and living in isolation and ranching has left this sweet cowboy with a collection of films and music. Is he single? Wait, or is this a state sale? No, he's dead. Oh, okay. It's an estate sale. He's on his way out. Some would say to the the wild west of the other side. Oh, this is easy. This guy could be I mean, you still have a chance. This is an easy one too. So he's he's picking through. Like Anna Nicole Smith Oh, I don't know about that. But I, I could mean. try. <laughs> so we're picking through the crates and the photo albums, and we come across as a lot of playbills from the 1930s. Oh. And there's silent film stills. No, mm-hmm. you yeah. bitch. <laughs> or a complete Welcome set to my of world. the first uh, season of Golden Girls. Oh, I know. Easily. You hook Jill's face when I said Golden Girls. Golden like Girls the all old, the way. <laughs> the complete first season from when it was originally released. He loved that show. Loved it. I mean, who? What kind of music? <laughs> it's your various assortment. He's got Whatever some cowboy your favorite swing. Is, it's there. Is it like Sons of the Pioneer? Because yeah. M found this great songbook um, just recently oh, yeah, of the cute. sidekick of... Um, Gene Autry. Yeah, it's all of that. It's yeah. everything you want in a record oh. collection. Okay, so playbills. Playbills in the collection is a lot. Then the other side is the Golden Girls complete first season from the original. It's the original box set Thank and it hasn't been opened yet. <laughs> oh, I love that. Driving down the road and back again. We don't have the music rights for that. Oh. <laughs> So what are you? What the fuck are you taking home? The playbills. Playbills. Play. I'm sorry. Playbills. Wow. Don't tell the girls. (laughs) I'm so sorry. That's all right. I think. I think the playbills. I there's something's just calling. Something's just calling about Jimmy. I go with the music. No, go with the Golden Girls because they get the most best both worlds. (laughs) Okay. I'll go with the Golden. There we go. 
You thought you were gonna trick us, but I we outdone you. <laughs> we figured that I out. I identify right. with Rose. You well, yeah, that makes sense. I don't shave above my knees either. Oh. What is it according to Linda Belcher that's only for strippers and something else? Which I also I remember don't. watching that and I'm like Wait a minute, I shave above. It's a lot more landscape to take care of shaving wise. Yeah, no. And I feel like if we're already to a point that just seeing the tops of my thighs, you don't care. Exactly. You don't. In my, the, yeah, in the yeah. moment, are you going to be like, Your thighs are so hairy. <laughs> you Sasquatch. Get out of my bed. <gasps> Bye. Oh, Bigfoot. <laughs> I love Bigfoot. That would be that would be her holy grail find. It's a Bigfoot. Big An actual Bigfoot. I would love to oh, just see one. <laughs> holy ghost. Not get too close though. <laughs> I heard they're smelly. It's their fair. Yeah, that's what I would be wearing. Yeah. Right yeah, I sorry, Mr. Bigfoot. You actually smell like garbage. No, I need you to stay over there. No, you look great. You're beautiful. <laughs> I'm I, super I, excited to meet you right now, but oh, I think they're making fun of me. The crit Shit. before you came up here. Hey, you have crit. company. Are you not refined? Wow. Well, it looks like I dropped in on a little no family wonder. picnic here. Sorry. <laughs> it looks like nobody wants to spend any time with you. So, I'm no, no. You stayed there. I don't want to bother Plot you. Plot twist: It's just a man that's been living out in the forest, and, and his like, hair is just out of control. And, and he's, he's like, like "Ma'am, I've been lost for <laughs> several years. Please help me." But then he's like fully committed to just staying lost. He's like, "Yeah, bye. I'm sorry." I'm like, "I don't. I don't. Is this society now? Yeah, stay here. Is it? No, I can't." <laughs> Okay, now we're He's, being kicked out of the estate cell. Obviously, obviously. On our way out the door, we catch something we didn't see on the way <laughs> in, okay? We got the truck with us, the horse trailer. We didn't come to fuck around, okay? Okay. There's two items that were hauled out to the new ranch 100 years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. In a hand okay. cart, some would say. We have Grandma Betty's Hoosier uh, or her pie safe. We can only take one. That's I've, all the room we got. I've got two Hoosiers in storage. Oh. I love Hoosiers mm-hmm. and pie safes. <laughs> so you take the pie safe. No, I'll take the Hoosier. You know, this is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> They've bested us. We only have room for one. We got a bunch of other oh. shit in the horse trailer. Oh. You know, they said that about the lifeboats on Titanic, but they had more room. So there's I'm room saying. on the door. <laughs> there was room on so the mantle. Jill and I are getting left at the estate cell, and you guys are shoving the pie yep. safe into the back of the <laughs> truck. Yeah. Tying you to the top of the car. Bitches. Uh, I'm going to go with Hoosier. I'm going to go with Hoosier. I saw this great Hoosier when the But it's Catholic, not the Hoosier that's at the estate the, sale. The Catholic, you know, Holy <laughs> Rosary had the big antique, you know, thing. They yeah. brought this Hoosier down from the Billings area, and it was amazing. Okay, but that's not the Hoosier that's at the estate sale. But it it's could close. Be. It could be, but it's close. It's the it. second I, one. That I would know. go with a pie. I'd take a pie. The pie safe? Safe, yeah. Jill? I, yeah. You already said it. I know. I'm yeah, not, you, no I'm take thinking, backs. Now I'm thinking, oh, no take backs? No. It's this the Montana why. Hoosier. You'll this like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jilly Bean? What are you doing? Oh, I hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Probably the the pie safe. Mate, yeah. No, no. Golden girls and pie safes. Oh. We're we're buddies yeah. now. You yeah. are. We are. So jealous. I'm going for the Hoosier. At a girl. <laughs> Only because I'm tired of the cabinet I have in my kitchen currently, and I need an excuse to get rid of it. 
I think just this all was the, so all fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't oh wait for gosh. people to hear this. No. Everybody's going to be like, what? Huh? No. Eh? <laughs> I'm probably going to get phone calls from all my cousins that say you really fucked up all that information. <laughs> and then you go, here, let me forward you the email to the girls at the Mothball Prophecy so included in the Curio there, Corner. There you go. Corrections okay. Corner. Uh, six. <laughs> the Corrections Corner. Mm-hmm. Just a it's couple like of a corrections. little stool you sit We're on when you're in trouble. We're 52 weeks in. And we go, so you guys remember that one of the first episodes we did with Kim and Emily? Yeah. Well, her heritage is after us, so we got to roll through this yeah. and then speed it up like an advertisement. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. so it's on the record yep none yeah. of that happened they actually are in the neat yeah exactly <laughs> from antarctica yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they weren't actually lds we settlers. actually met down there in antarctica exactly yeah. we didn't know how to write that into the show yeah. <laughs> if you want to see emily and kimmy's um antiques from today's episode be sure to check us out on instagram at the mothball prophecies original And stick around where Jill and I dive deep in the Curio Corner about everything we talked about today. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. The Kwame, Kwame, Kwame's. (laughs) You know, it's funny when um, uh, I do their hair, Emily will refer to her mother as Kwame Mommy. And it's I I love it. Now it's, that I've met them, I could see that. Yeah, the Kwame mommy. Yeah, and you've told me so much about them that I kind of felt like I knew them before I even went through the door. Hey guys, hey it's me Jill. Hey, how's it going? They are they're just some of the they're so nice and sweet. And Kim is like just an angel. She has the best yeah. energy. Yeah, she is very calming, but then she'll say a snarky comment, <laughs> and she's like, what what? And it just catches you like (laughs) off kilter and you're like, hey, no. And I loved the banter between her and Emily. And it was like that. I mean, when I would go there and cut Edith's hair, picture that between the three of them. The story of Edith, it was like, I so wish I could have met her. She was. I'm pretty sure her and I would be drinking some whiskey. First, she would have appreciated that. She probably would have, whatever her equivalent to a fist bump is, she would have come straight in. (laughs) They were, there were some of... I'm I'm just it's the people that you're lucky to know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and they like, live in that cute fucking neighborhood oh that God. comes up. It's like uh, how many more people are we going to interview in that one, neighborhood? One more. And then we're we're calling it. We're not, unless we're moving there, guys. I was like unless our next guest <laughs> gives us their house as trade. Cuz every damn house in that neighborhood is so freaking cute. Yeah. And it's if you're local to Idaho Falls, you know what neighborhood we're talking about. Yeah. Please go drive through it, get a milkshake or whatever. Yeah. It's just, and I love when there's uh, estate sales or garage sales in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. So I know. Good. They had, in the Kwame's house, they had like the neatest stuff uh-huh. from literally all over the world. And their house, well, we're going to have to go back so you can look at the rest of their stuff. Yeah. But their, it like feels like it goes on forever. Like there's a whole other hallway. It's like there's so much stuff, but it doesn't feel cluttered. And the bathrooms are original with the beautiful colored tile. There's a pink and black bathroom. There's a mint bathroom. I was yeah. walking through and I was just like, whoa, fuck. It's so good. <laughs> they were laughing at me. I was like, please let me move in. And they were. Yeah. I. And they come from an incredible line of women. The best. Like. Like just listening, it was just like one story after another. I'd be like, "Wait a minute, are we talking about the same?" And they're like, "Oh no, that was this is Aunt." I'm like, "Yeah, 
Because it's normal to have like, you know, you look up to your grandmother, that you have a matriarch in your family. But to come from a line of matriarchs. Like literally a line. It's so cool. Yeah, they were amazing. They're so funny. Their energy was amazing. And like with every interview we do, I feel like I just made some more friends. Yeah, yeah. They they're some of the most genuine people, and I feel I'm so like grateful that Emily is a teacher, mm-hmm. and that she's passing that on to her students as a yeah. drama teacher. And can we talk about the cute little um, Hawaiian? Yeah, we had to take thing. a break partway through. Jill had to take her daughter to soccer. Yeah, and Emily comes out and she has this cute little Hawaiian tapestry, and she goes, "Do you think Jill will like this?" And I was like, oh, my God, she's going to lose her mind. I did. She was so cute about it, too. She's like, I've been holding it on, and I don't know why. And then I found out you're Hawaiian, so it's yours. And I'm like, wait, whoa, no, huh? It is, like, well posted on the Instagram, but it is so, like, it meant so much to me. Like, I showed my husband, and he was just like, we have to frame that. Like, don't touch it. Stop touching it. And I'm like... <laughs> Like, no, I want to sew it on a pillow so oh, people it can make see such it. such a cute throw pillow. And um, no, I was just like, I was like, could I hug you? I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, it was, it was so, so, sweet. so cool. Like, so sweet. Yeah. And I love when you, you have stuff in your collection that the owner presents themselves to you. Right. And Ethan had gone and picked at an estate sale while we were recording. He did because, yeah, Linda from Wild Hair Estate, she our, had another. Our very godmother. Yeah, she had another killer estate mm-hmm. sale, and of course, we record every Thursday. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the only time that works know, for the both the of us. That's the only time we could do it. But he, so he went down and he sent me a picture. He's like, There's a suppression glass. Do you want it? I'm like, That's not a, like, why is that? Why are you asking me? Yes, get it. Put it in the basket. And so um, I had called him on the way back from dropping off my daughter, and I was like, So you got it? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, but she said it wasn't depression glass. And I was like, oh, that's okay. It's still pretty. He's like, yeah. She said it was like something called Vaseline glass. And I was like, wait a minute. What? Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm like, are you serious right now? And he's like, yeah, is that good? And I'm like, yes, babe. Very, very good. I love you so much right now. And I'm sure he got it for a safe price. A nice price, too. Because Linda's sales are... Yeah, $8. Mm-hmm. $8. And I... <laughs> but then I was like looking... Because I know of Vaseline glass, but I don't know a lot about it, <laughs> and you know, because it's made with, was made with uranium. Yes, there was, I just like, looked up a little article really quick. This is from sprucecrafts.com. And it was, so it looks yellow or green normally. The, I think the stuff with the higher concentration of uranium is more yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it glows bright green under black light. The nickname Vaseline comes from the resemblance of some of the pieces hue, like petroleum jelly. And it's also called uranium glass because um, the minerals were added to the molten mixture during production to achieve the color. So the type of mineral added to Vaseline glass is what makes it glow. Yeah. And, and it's a it small percentage. Yeah. Doesn't it say like if it's a short wave, that's more toxic? Mm-hmm. Let me see what it, let me. And it's uranium dioxide, not just like straight up uranium. Okay. Depending on its wavelength, the shorter ones are the worst. Then the UV light can also damage the retina. So obviously don't display them all the time under a black light. But if it's, I think the brighter it looks, let me see. If anybody is an expert on this, you couldn't like totally just send us a message. Oh, right. That would be lovely. 
And I mean, we get radiation from everything around us anyways. We do, but I felt kind of a little bit of a hypocrite because I told you to get rid of your Bakelite. Now, as I am like, I am not throwing this shit away. This is mine. It's fine. I can't find it on here, but it's just, obviously, it's made with uranium. Probably shouldn't eat off of it every day, but I'm sure you could display it safely. I think it's like anything like asbestos or those types of things, like if it's broken you got to dispose yeah, of it properly but right. if it's not if it if it ain't broke don't fix it that's right but it is it's so it's really it's super cool also we had another correction this and this one came from kim herself this, yeah after we and recorded she actually told us just to cut it out and it's like no no honey we'll just make the we'll correction make the correction <laughs> so she was talking about that kitty the horse lady kitty but she called it horse lady kate yes and she also said that it because she watched the PBS documentary, <laughs> oddly enough, had come on directly after recording. Yeah. And she said it was 10,000 head of horses, not 30,000 head of horses. Which can you really count? I want to know how you count 10,000, period. I couldn't. I don't think I've ever done it. Like, not even just, to show off. Like count, put them in tens, be like 10, <laughs> 20. Or do like two, four, <laughs> six, eight. Five, yeah. No, I would have had the count off and I would have just eyeballed it. Yeah, and I probably would have made it bigger than it was. Yeah, no, like a like fish. Like stories. I got a million heads of horses, guys. Yeah, guys, you don't even know how many horses They're I like, have. And I take care of them all, and they all have their own names. Yeah, <laughs> peppermint patty, Snickers, Oreo, <laughs> Twinkle Toes. That's Barbara. She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to her. Don't even look at her. She'll kick you right. In you the know, face. it's funny. Like you know how like a uh, wiretap, aka your phone, listens to what you talk about. Yeah. So after we did this episode that evening, like I watched TikToks before I go to bed and I had a lot of horse TikToks and I was like, I, this shouldn't be on my algorithm. You know what? I so I, I don't know because I go on Instagram before I go to bed mm-hmm. and like the um, I'll get like ads or whatever. And mine kept coming up with pies because we talked about, talked about the pies. pies. <laughs> oh, my God. But mine were like how to make these pies. <laughs> because instagram's like i don't really know what a pie safe is we're just gonna throw this in a ballpark (laughs) area it's just you know i get i know you're listening okay smart devices i get it but don't be so fucking obvious (laughs) right don't sometimes i get a little like i'm like did i speak that out loud i swear i was just thinking it Mm -hmm. don't talk to me about it and pie safes are really a cool part of american history because they were a way that you kept pies safe before modern day refrigeration and they date back all the way to the 1700s but they're known under several different names there's pie safes pie safe cupboards or pie cabinets and they were brought to the u.s via german immigrants who arrived in pennsylvania but we now refer to them as the pennsylvania dutch Mm -hmm. not to be confused with the amish correct and they brought these pie safes over and pie safes were constructed of wood and tin and they had patterns punched out in the tin that were like wheat or farmhouses or farm animals or whatever effigy they wanted to put into this tin. And it had shelves on the inside and the air would circulate around the pies or whatever food they had in there. There was like salted meats or different things like that to keep one to keep mice and things out of it because it was up off the floor and it was self-contained. Right. Well, it was up off the floor, like hanging on the wall, but it had feet. And then they also used it 
um, to put like just like meats and cheeses and whatever else in it. And it had the airflow. And they were used in, in production for a very long time until modern day refrigeration started to push them out of favor. And that's why the mo- the first refrigerators look a lot like a pie safe, but with different doors right. on them. They look very similar. Same size. Because you have to think they were trying to like market this like, look, like it's like your pie safe, mm-hmm. but not well, but and better. It, it was, there still wasn't electricity to run these. They had to have ice, ice put in into them. them. Yeah. So, and there was, and they, you know, each house had a place for an ice box to go, a pie safe to go, but now they're used uh, mostly to store linens or your clutter, or some people put TVs in them, like Kim had her TV yeah, and her pie safe. Yeah, and hers wasn't like the traditional American pie safe. Hers was Canadian. Yeah, and I couldn't find a lot of information on the design of her pie safe. It must have just been like a no, family thing. No, and that's thing. why I didn't think hers was, because hers had wooden panels, and hers looked more like a mid-century piece. I didn't yeah. even... yeah. I would have never guessed it was a pie safe. Mm-mm. And that, you know, the pie safes I grew up seeing were the ones with the tin. With and, the tin. In like a farmhouse kitchen. Yeah. And, like when I think pie safe, I think country. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like my mom would totally have one. But they were, I mean, they were a significant part of the American household. Oh, for sure. Because how else were you going to keep rodents and stuff out of your food? And- yeah. And there was, I mean, the kitchens were small mm-hmm. and they were, they served a purpose. It's not like what we have today. And the other thing they had in them were the Hoosiers. Yeah, and so those um those were designed in um by the Hoosier Manufacturing Company founded in ni- or 1898 with the Hoosier design coming from um James McQuinn in 1899. So he was selling seeds to a farmer we're trying to sell these yeah, seeds to not a farmer successful. and the farmer was just like fuck off yeah and that was how it was for him that whole first year he was yeah. trying to sell seed and everybody was like no nah, dude and so the wife of the farmer felt really bad for him and she's like here come you know my my husband said no i'm not an asshole like him let me at least me kick up a coffee before you like, go yeah before you head back on your horse and buggy i know <laughs> And so he sat there and watched her go into the pantry, literally picking everything out, making this, and then putting everything back in because that's where they kept everything mm-hmm. in the pantries. They didn't have like the cabinets and stuff like we had no. today. And so as he's watching this, he was like, let me build you something. Let's let's make this easy for let's you. Streamline this kitchen a little bit. <laughs> Which I don't know if he was making it easy for her or for the fact like you're taking forever, woman. Yeah, please. I just I just wanted a cup of coffee. I didn't want you to go through 47,000 steps to make it. So he did. So he took he actually took notes from her. Yeah, what, what she wanted, she wanted what she would want in this cat, this Hoosier cabinet to make her life easier. So he would go and he thought how like the food would be prepared and stored and merged it into one uh, pretty decent sized cabinet. Yeah. And I, I'm almost certain that everybody has seen a Hoosier at some point. Yeah. And I, I knew what they were. I didn't know the exact name of them. I always thought of them as like a pantry. Yeah. It was a pantry. Yeah. Outside pantry. So the one, when he built this one, he had direction from her on like what he wanted, but he also had some ideas of like, okay, I yeah. know she's, she's going to need a workspace. So he made sure that she had a clean workspace and a place to put the spices and everyday use items above the workspace. So she just literally had to pick up and put it down like the flour and spices and sugar. And some of them had like the, the flour, how to spout. So all you did do is put your bowl on there, spout it, call it good. 
And while the uppermost section would house the oatmeal and other packaged dry goods, a couple of the drawers would be where the utensils would be. The lower base would house pots and pans, and the cabinets were made um, from wood and metal. So the farmer, so he presented it to the farmer's wife, and she was so happy she cried. Yeah, she was like, finally, I have something in my kitchen because there weren't counters. There no, wasn't a ton of work. You did everything on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And now she could literally make a pie out of one cabinet. Yeah. Like you just, like I just, because I'm, I'm building a house. So I like, my kitchen is designed how I would use it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, people, I will cry when that thing is done. I can't. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. To have a full size kitchen to cook in again. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be mini banquets. Just be prepared. Better be. So the Huger did become a staple in the kitchens and were produced from 1899 to 1940 with the design evolving and shifting over time as needed. In 1910, there was an addition of a removable flour bin, which those are the ones I've seen and the flour bins are missing. Yes. So they were taken out of the kitchens because people weren't baking like they did when the Hoosiers were invented. Right. So they were just replacing them with like shelving or mm-hmm. whatever on that side. And yeah. Cause I've found one in an antique store one and it had like granite or something and you would remove the granite and then it had the flower bin underneath. Yes. It. And those are my favorite, the big bins underneath. Mm-hmm. And they have, I mean, it's a short work service and su- workspace, and some have like a counter you can fold out towards you to yeah. add some room. But they really, I mean, they're no wider than maybe like a modern entertainment center. No, and in Depth-wise. most houses, since they were so common, they actually made a spot in the kitchen for them. Which is where if you bought a house that looks like, oh, this looks like maybe there was a bookcase here. Yeah. That's probably where the Hoosier was set into the wall. Mm-hmm. Because they were, with this and a pie safe and the ice box, that's what made a kitchen at the right. time modern. Yeah. And yeah. everybody had one. Yeah, for sure. Or had a version of it. There was at our, um, the <laughs> thrift store that shall not be named, they had a, a Hoosier table mm-hmm. that I wanted so bad because I'm shorter. And so it would have been perfect height. Oh, yeah. It had a hammered metal top and the big ass flower oh, and green bin. Man. Oh. And I was like, if I had like my own house that I could have, because my kitchen is very small. It's not. Your kitchen is bigger than the kitchen I have now. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's saying something. Because <laughs> it's a, mine's a one butt kitchen. It is a one butt kitchen. But they were, I will eventually have a Hoosier in that kitchen to do what they did because and, mine is small. Yeah. And honestly, I almost wonder if that one area is, was meant for a Hoosier. Mm-hmm. Because it is the way it's laid out and stuff. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there was... I always wonder... I would love to have seen this house. My house was built in 1953. Gosh, I bet it was beautiful. Yeah. It's still... I would have loved to have seen it in his, its mid-century day. Mm-hmm. Heyday. Yeah. Another heyday we mentioned. And I did not... I For two reasons. I didn't want to do a ton of research on this because I know quite a bit about Grey Gardens. Right. But I wanted to leave that to the listenership to go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. because it's kind of unbelievable. And there's a documentary called Grey Gardens that is about these two women. Let me look up their names. But these two women that lived in this mansion, this large estate by themselves. It was just a mother and a daughter. Where was it at? Like, Oh, it's back east. Oh, oh see. yeah, because it was a cousin. Yeah, they were cousins of uh, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. 
So there is um, Big Edie and then Edith, which is Little Edie. <laughs> and they were the Beals of Grey Gardens. And they were, oh, it was Jackie Kennedy's aunt and cousin. Oh, oh, so. Yes. And closer. it was in um, at the Beale Estate in East Hampton. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it's a prestigious part of the country and it's always kind of been, I mean, the Hamptons, it's yes, prestigious. I mean, yeah. And at the time, because it was in the 70s when the documentary was filmed, they were living in squalor. The house should not have been lived in. There were Cadillacs rotting in the driveway. Oh, my God. Like Jumanji. Like, they had just been taken just over like, by plants. Oh, my hell. And they were still living like they were the wealthiest people in America. Like, in their minds, the house was pristine they weren't living in squalor. Yeah. They had feral cats everywhere, holes in the floor. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it was like an episode of Hoarders before Hoarders. And there's a hilarious mockumentary that Fred Armisen and Bill Hader do on, um, I think it's called Documentary Now. <laughs> and it is so funny because um, Bill Hader plays little Edie and Fred Armisen plays oh, a journalist that's coming in. <laughs> To do the documentary. Oh, I've got to watch this. And it's because little Edie, she wore pants on her head as a, like a turban. And then she would put a brooch to like fasten it. And I that mean, was, I get it. Get it. So if, if you get a chance, please, for the love of God, go look up either the documentary now documentary or the actual documentary on Grey Gardens. And I think it's on YouTube. I might, I'm going to have to. I have to take a gander down that rabbit hole. It's a great. We get some popcorn. Get you a nice fall cup of tea. With a little whiskey in it. Uh, and they were, I mean, they were qu critically acclaimed women. It was kind of, I'm going to show you a picture of little Edie. Oh, she fancy. Big fancy. So please, for the love of God, go look up these women. You know, another woman, uh, well, she was... She was Mint. a strong woman. She was a strong woman. She, but, so Agatha Christie, this is from What the French Toast. <laughs> and when YouTube. I was like looking this up on YouTube and I was like getting the source information, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I love this. I know. That's great. So one, so she is one of the most prolific mystery writers of the 20th century. You have had it. She's like the female if Stephen you've King. If you not written, like if you never read her stuff, you knew of her. Yeah, yeah, you for knew sure. Who Agatha Christie was. Agatha Christie is one of those women you just know. But she disappeared on December third of nineteen twenty six for eleven days without a trace. Without a trace, and so Agatha Christie, of course, was an independent, smart, and sought to be her own damn keeper. She didn't need no damn man, but she was married. So. She was married, but she like she traveled by herself. Yeah, she tra so she traveled to Egypt a lot. Uh, she was the author or author of Murder of the Orient Express, turned away from many publishers in the 1920s. She was becoming known worldwide when all of a sudden she disappeared without a trace. On the night of December 3rd, she left a letter stating that she was going out of town to Yorkshire. She left her daughter unattended, but her secretary knew something was up because... She left her daughter unattended. Yeah, and she didn't. Re she just left that letter and bounced. Yeah, she's like, I'm out. I put some cereal on the floor. She'll be fine. <laughs> she's, she's good. She's um, not going to fall out of her bed. It's fine. <laughs> she's sleeping, guys. It's fine. <laughs> 
Later that day, her car was found abandoned with her belongings. There was no sign of struggle or anything amiss. Archibald Christie, who was Agatha's husband, came home to detectives searching his home for his wife. And at that time, he was forced to admit he was having an affair so he could have an alibi. Which is why she's just bounced. Yeah, because I she would. Was devastated. Yeah. And even though he had the alibi, he stayed the prime suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like she wrote her own disappearance ripped from her own novel novels. They searched the countryside for her, had the country wait. Like the whole country was just like, where is she? Why haven't you found her? Because her car was found. The license was expired and all of her belongings were yeah. still in it. And again, it took 11 days. So they were like, where did she go? And there was like thousands of people searching the area yeah. on foot. And the press the whole time made uh, painted her husband as the murderer. While others said it was she was doing it so she could sell more books. Which, I mean... I whip the stranger things have happened. Right. But others thought maybe she just needed a break. All the while, Agatha was alive and well under the name of Teresa Neal. Her husband's mistress. Agatha claims to have no memory of arriving at the hotel or checking in. Detectives believe the crash caused amnesia and she arrived at the hotel with no memory of who she was and said the name of her most recent memory. Agatha Christie never spoke of her disappearance again, keeping her own mystery close to her heart until the day she died. Wow. Which she died in 1977. 76 at 85. Yeah. Natural causes. Yeah. But she was, so there was an interesting fact that I forgot to include, and it was um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle took one of the gloves that they found in the car to a medium. Oh. And yeah. was like, you. He was. she was a well-respected, well-known medium. It was like, you have to find her. Which you think, like, at that time, it, like, going to a medium, they're like, that's not common. It's, yeah. So that, that just shows how desperate they were to find and her. And there was, like, the family had pressured the police to offer a reward it's a hundred dollar reward or hundred pound reward there's fifteen thousand volunteers that went out to try and find her airplanes that flew over and they even i just saw this little interesting fact they don't discuss her disappearance in her autobiography really at all which i wonder if she told somebody close to me like look I just needed a break. I found out my husband was cheating on me. And I think when he told her, he was also asking for a divorce. Yeah. Because, you know, so he was like, I'm going to go spend the weekend with my friends when really he was going to go Which, spend the weekend I mean, with his mistress. Which, I mean, says a lot when he came home to detectives after his wife. And then he was like, shit, now I got to fess up to this. Be like, no, I was it's at like my Alexander office. Hamilton, the Reynolds pamphlets. Yeah. Like, here, sorry, I'm actually a shitbag. Yeah. And so, I don't know. There will always be mystery behind her disappearance. But honestly, I, she pro- it was probably that or kill her husband. Right. Because, I mean, isn't that... <laughs> well, and even just to want to go through like an affair or a divorce outside of the public eye. where And she was so well known, too. Yeah, there was no hiding. There would there have been no none, hiding. None. Wow. And she just never spoke of it again. No, she was just like, like my grandma. She just kept whatever. Se- keep your secrets. <laughs> well, yeah, they they do keep their secrets, and then <laughs> like they'll s- say something, and we're like, what? What? Yeah, like when my grandma died, and we found out she had two more siblings. Oh shit! Uh huh. My grandma that passed away this year. My dad was like, yeah, she had like two 
two or three half brothers that we had no idea of until we were getting ready for her funeral. It's like, what the fuck? What? Are, it's like, what even is happening? I know. I'll find something. I'm like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? We're not that interesting. Don't say shit like that. Yeah, no. And, and now it's just, it's all laid bare. You're not going to find any crazy shit out about me after I die. I Yeah. What you see is what you get. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> if you'd like to see more of our shenanigans, be sure to visit all of our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at fa- and Facebook at the Mothball Prophecies Original. We are on Twitter at the Mothball Mavens. And if you'd like to send us a story of one of your fascinating antiques or collectibles, drop us an email at curios at themothballprophecies.com or themothballprophecies at gmail.com. We would love to hear it. And we would want to share your guys' antiques in future episodes. So please, yes. send us to a... Don't hesitate. Even though I think it's boring, we find it fascinating. Very fascinating. That's why we do this. And as always, I hope you guys find some cool shit out there. And don't forget to look under the tables. Right, or back up and check the top of that fucking bookshelf. Yeah, and make sure you take your truck. All right. Bye. See ya.